0: Follow Covert on Spotify, or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows.
1: Five, four,
0: three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman time for another edition of Movies First. I'm Chris Coleman, shortly to be joined by Alex First. And a reminder that today's episode of Movies First is brought to you by our good friends at Dollar Shave Club with a special welcome offer online at dollarshaveclub.com slash first. Alex, I'm excited about this movie, Beatrice at Dinner, because it contains three actors in leading roles who I think are superb. Selma Hayek, John Lithgow and Connie Britton. I'm a big fan of all three of them. To see them all in one movie together, should I be as excited as I am?
1: Oh, yeah, look, I think excitement is always a very, very good thing. Whether the excitement will be satiated is not necessarily what I'm going to tell you at the outset. Did someone
0: give you a thesaurus recently?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because
0: you are jumping in
1: with some good words. Thank you very much, Christopher. Uh, Have you turned over a new leaf? Are you going to be nice to me for a change? I'm always nice to you. Yeah, you are. You're such a gentleman. In the same way that you're always nice to me. Ah, See, you've finally turned. Discomfort (laughs) underpins. Not for you, I haven't. ...this fable (laughs) about power and privilege and responsibility. Do you understand the meaning of those three words, Chris? Uh, Let me get my dictionary. I'll get back to you. Yeah, at an elegant dinner party, do you do, do you do elegant dinner parties with Annie? Do you sort of invite people? Around? You've never invited me for dinner.
0: Well, you know, you, you bitch and moan incessantly about the city I live in. Why would I invite you all the way here for dinner?
1: Yeah, oh, well, I, I just figured the you know, next time I'm in Canberra, I, you know, I expect...
0: Let me of... let, let me know the next time you come into Canberra, okay?
1: Yeah, exactly. So and, and I'll arrange
0: to be somewhere else.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The white See, table... that's being nice. It is, it, absolutely. You know, what makes you think I want to actually see you? So at an elegant dinner party in a swank hilltop home in the United States, conversation between a soft-spoken holistic healer and a hard-nosed businessman and a tycoon, that's all wrapped up into one, explodes in this bitter clash of cultures, like between Melbourne and Canberra. So Beatriz, played by Selma Hayek, is a self-effacing and spiritual immigrant from Mexico, Mexico, and she spent her adult life caring for the sick, but neglecting herself. Her car breaks down. She's stranded at a client's luxurious Newport Beach home overnight. Well, there's worse places to be stuck, you know. Exactly. Her well-meaning employer says, ah, oh, don't order a, a, a don't order one of these rescue, I was going to say RACV, which is what we've got in Victoria. What have you got in Canberra?
0: Nothing. NRMA.
1: So with this one, we've got this incredible dinner. And the employer, the well-meaning employer, played by Connie Britton, her name's Kathy, insists that Selma Hayek's character, Beatrice, join them for a dinner party. So she's invited a handful of guests and, yeah, the holistic healer will be amongst them.
0: Oh, see, now now that straight up there's a problem because your dinner party, it's all catered and suddenly you're adding one.
1: Correct. Yeah, well, that,
0: that's straight up, that's an issue.
1: It is, it is an issue, but... The, it, and we talked about another movie, which was Madame, where you know this was, you know, what do we do, how many extra, how do we get two people extra, what do we do, et cetera, et cetera. This isn't like that. You can just add one, and they do. But at an intimate and sumptuous celebration of her husband's latest business venture, Beatrice is introduced to Doug Strutt, played by John Lithgow. And he's the ruthless billionaire. He's a real estate developer. She listens uncomfortably. While Doug brags about his aggressive business tactics. But when he boasts about shooting a rhinoceros in Africa. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. This isn't going to go well. No, nah, she can't hold her tongue. And you've got opposing worldviews colliding over a dinner table. And Beatrice's pent up outrage spills out in a way that it surprises even herself. So it's directed by Miguel Arteta from a script by Mike white, and the two of them have worked together, they're long-time collaborators, like you and I, and they, they met at university, we didn't. Did you go to university?
0: We didn't go to university.
1: Uh, did you go to university? No. Yeah, okay.
0: No. Did you go to university? I did, that's all right. Oh, well, there you go.
1: Did you, um, did you go to Scouts?
0: I was in Scouts for a while, yes.
1: Okay. I was in the
0: Sea Scouts, actually.
1: <laughs> Pity they couldn't have left you there.
0: <laughs> And see, and now you, now you, now uh, again.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I
0: just walked into that.
1: No, 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 no. You, you, you did your knots. Did get, you? You, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you tell me the next time you're coming to Canberra? I, I, it's about time I started tying my knots again. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, that's
0: very good. No, I,
1: I just you know. There's, you, a, lamp post, there's a lamp post. There's a somewhere with your name on it. So, so what? What's the best knot you can tie? If you were pushed, could you tie a knot? I, I
0: could. I could tie a knot, although you know, these days there are so many adhesives that do a better job.
1: <laughs> exactly. know yeah, that's So I'm bit- just. I'm
0: just. I'm now picturing you glued to a lamppost about four feet off the ground.
1: <laughs> do, do you know my buck's night was a night to remember? Do you know why? Why? I was working at a at work, working at a radio station which shall remain nameless, and uh, I was my my mates. Sort of, um, I was called outside, outside the building, and I was. Um, this was in the middle of the city in Melbourne. This is this is a true story. You haven't heard this, have you? No, no, I'm. And, right,
0: and, I and believe there. believe me, this will not be the last time this gets raised if so, it's going where I think it's going.
1: It, well, no. So I was called downstairs on a ruse, and I was told to bring the portable microphone and a tape recorder at that time. And basically, I was held down and I was stripped naked, and then I interviewed passing motorists while naked. True story. <laughs> that was, that was my yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very ugly. There's, that was there, probably
0: pre, before the days of joining the Dollar Shave Club, I'd be guessing.
1: I, it was I, I was a very hairy young man. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> I could have done with the Dollar Shave Club. Maybe now's a good time to talk about yeah, removing excess bodily hair.
0: Well, if you, if, you, if you decide to shave all over your body, you know, I'm sure that the guys at dollarshaveclub.com would love to hear from you. They would tailor your package of razor deliveries to get you enough blades to do so, I reckon. And okay. not, not just any... I can't believe we worked our way into this. Uh, not just any razors. These would be... Without a doubt, high quality razors. They would deliver you enough to do that uh, straight away, right to your I
1: mean, door. I have, I've got to stop you. How many razors do you reckon you would need on a hairy man? That's my question. Oh, you know, see now,
0: I see. We should find out. You are you offering your services?
1: Well, I mean, okay. So, have you ever been? Have you ever been in a hospital?
0: Uh, I've been in hospital. I've had.
1: Oh, I, and, I've, and have they had that? No, I mean, serious question. Because when you go into hospital. If mm. you've got any surgery on your chest or your back, and you've got hair in either region, you you may have to be shaved. So, yeah, I mean, you'd use a six-blade razor, wouldn't you?
0: Oh, you'd have to. You know, the, the smoothest possible shave uh, is is what you'd be after. When I when i uh, see, I, I had a shoulder recon, but the, you know, the, the and they had to shave a little bit up around my shoulder where, where they were going, but there wasn't a lot of hair up there, so.
1: So yeah. are, you, are you like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something? Are you, are you like a Terminator now? You're not mm. real. Why do I do this? Um,
0: there's no rhyme or reason for this. And there's no reason to deal with hassles like Alex First either, or indeed of going to the store uh, to buy expensive razors when you join the Dollar Shave Club. And that is the thing that I... And it's something that I... way back beautifully. You yeah. Really hey, so, sometimes we do this. Sometimes we do it well. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think back to when to a time when it was simple to go to the shop and buy razors. And I reckon it it would it'd be more than 40 years ago. You know, back about then, you'd you'd have maybe two or three choices at the supermarket, and that was about it. Now you're going in, there's 100.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's 100 razors, but, I mean, there, there's a far better way of going about it. And You just go out and you... You, you go and you, you basically get online to our sponsor because the, the beaut part about it is you can save a heck of a lot of money, can't you? And and you get razors of the highest quality. The executive razor that Chris gets, and I mean... Six I,
0: blades, thank you very much.
1: Exactly. And I really need... I actually get a five o'clock shadow about 2.30. I do. My wife keeps telling... You're an early me, adopter. I am an early adopter. My wife keeps telling me I need to shave twice. Now, with... With our sponsors, I can now, can't I?
0: You can, you can. Although I reckon you, you've got see, Alex, you've got to move up, okay? You've got to move up to the first class shave of the executive razor. You do that, no, no, no more hassling from Nadine at two thirty three in the afternoon saying, "Alex, go and shave again," okay? That won't happen because the executive razor will take care of that and use the uh, the Doctor Carver's shave butter as
1: well, smooth oh, as boy, that's silk, sensational. And so, look, folks, please go to the dollarshaveclub.com, dot com then a special offer for those people who are listening, an introductory offer for those people who are listening to this podcast, go to the forward slash first. So you've got Dollar Shave Club, com forward slash first.
0: That's right. Three million members like us love the Dollar Shave Club. Uh, and your first month, how about this, Alex? First month of the club for as little as $5. And from there, it's just a few bucks a month. They're so confident at Dollar Shave Club in the quality and value of the products. They don't stick you for a long-term commitment. They don't hide the fees. You know what you're paying up front, and they schedule it for you. No reason not to join.
1: DollarShaveClub.com slash first. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash first. And we were talking about Beatrice at dinner and you were inviting me to Canberra uh, for, for a slap-up meal with your wife Annie. and No I'm did...
0: inviting you to Canberra so I can be somewhere else and have you tied to a lamppost. Yeah
1: <laughs> that's true you were. Okay so I've mentioned Miguel Arteta and the gentleman who's written this, Mike White, have been collaborators since 2000, which was that, that was their first feature together they, they met at university and they, they've explored the lives of vulnerable misfits. Would you fit that category? But they've done that, even if you were a vulnerable misfit, you are no longer, because this pair, Miguel and Mike, have explored the, the lives of these misfits, I need violin music, with sympathy and respect. Ah. Yes. Well, White's most vividly drawn characters have always been outsiders by nature. Were you an outsider at school? At times. I think everyone was, though, at times. Yeah. Okay, you've got a couple of different outliers here. you got the altruistic healer, Beatrice, and the self-satisfied real estate developer, Doug Strutt. They represent opposite ends of the American spectrum. And according to the writer Mike White, they stand for vin- winners, winners versus losers. Oh, if you winners will.
0: versus losers. Vinner,
1: Vinner, they, they're German now. This is uh,
0: the German edition of Movies First.
1: Exactly. With winners oh. and losers and Beatrice at dinner. The rich versus I the poor. Don't. Stop the spitting, will you? <laughs> the no,
0: hunters. I've just got to clean the microphone now. Hang on. Exactly. Right.
1: Oh, charming. <laughs> the hunters versus the healers. Male versus female. Uh, look, I put a couple of people um, with opposite beliefs in conflict. That's what he did. That's what Mike White says. He put a couple of people with opposite beliefs in conflict in a very relatable, everyday kind of situation.
0: Uh, so so this this almost sounds like the, uh, the 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 diametric opposite of what was that uh, thing we spoke about not so long ago, the Belco experiment.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, all right. It, it begins as a comedy of manners and quickly turns into a battle of ideas with a with a great deal at stake. And the project began when White, this outspoken supporter of animal rights, and a committed vegan. Are you a vegan? No. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I, I'm almost a vegan. You gotta ask the question like, how how, how, okay, how
0: can you be almost a vegan?
1: Well, I, I only eat – I don't eat um, red meat. Uh-huh. Okay, so this project, by the way, it's Comedy of Manners, etc. Battle of Ideas, Great Deal at Stake, began when White, sort of this outspoken supporter of animal rights, committed vegan, was outraged by, and you'll remember this, 2015 killing of Cecil the Lion.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah
1: by an American trophy hunter in Zimbabwe. And what he wondered would he do if he were ever to meet that man. And he began to build a script around that idea. And there were elements to like, others to loathe in the execution of Beatrice at dinner. Highlighting the arrogance and lack of consideration among the well-to-do in this picture worked an absolute treat. And John Lithgow, you're quite right, what a a fine actor. He's really good as this bombastic, self-serving billionaire, cares only about himself. And his sidekicks as well, they're, they're almost as sleazy. Then you've got the long, ponderous shots gazing into Selma Hayek's face. No dialogue, sonorous music. I, it looked and felt contrived and affected to me. In fact, the biggest thing missing from Beatrice's dinner a dinner was subtlety. And look, I appreciated the unease that was the film's cornerstone, but a greater deftness of touch could have it. It would have actually made it eminently more watchable. It's art house in style, and there's nothing wrong with that, that's fine. But it felt experimental to me in nature. So it, it's for a select audience. That's, that's how I would describe Beatrice at dinner. Hmm. Okay. So, about, I look, five and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I mean, John
0: Lithgow, you know, he, he's had such a, such a great range of, of stuff, you know, all the way from Lord Farquaad in, Sh- in Shrek to uh, the maniac in, in Cliffhanger, whose name uh, escapes me at the moment. He can do virtually anything oh and and what was the the comedy thing the tv thing oh third rock from the sun third, yeah,
1: third rock from the sun yeah that was yeah.
0: brilliant that was nothing oh, was should fans, of brilliant. and connie Britton is someone who deserves uh, much more success she's uh, she is a fantastic lady
1: um yeah but that, i mean the, the movies concept again look lately unfortunately a lot of the movies we've rated around or oh, i've rated around the same mark because the premise has been good it just the execution sometimes lags behind the premise, and I think here's a good example of that. But um yeah, check it out by all means, and uh, well, also don't go and buy a razor. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash first, and as a special introductory offer, as little as five dollars to get some high quality razor blades. Check them out, Dollar Shave Club com forward slash first.
0: You've been listening to movies first with Alex First and Chris Coleman.
1: Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher, and iTunes or your favorite podcast distributor.
0: This has been another quality podcast production from
1: Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld.
0: Gotti assumed the position of
1: head of the Gambino family.